Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joe's Weather World, your only weather podcast dedicated to Kansas City. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Joe's Weather World. And today I've got a special guest with me who's going to help me out just a little bit and talk about what happened just a couple of months ago in late May uh, in his particular county and in particular in Linwood, Kansas. For those of you who may not remember, Linwood, Kansas was hit by an EF4 tornado on May 28th, if memory serves correctly, I think. That is yeah, correct. May 28th. And uh, so I thought it might be interesting to see uh, his perspective and learn more about uh, his role and what he does. And uh, to do that, let me introduce uh, Chuck. Chuck is the emergency manager of Leavenworth County, which is Linwood, right? Linwood is in Leavenworth County. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, by the way, this is Chuck Magaha. Right? That's correct. And uh, I always mess up his last name. So. <laughs> and I've known Chuck, we've known each other for long. Many years. We'll stop right there. Yeah, long, <laughs> long time. And uh, Chuck, as I mentioned, is the emergency manager of Leavenworth County. And uh, I visited with Trent in Johnson County a couple of podcasts ago. And for our listeners, maybe we should start with the very simple things. Like, for example, what is an emergency manager? Think, think of as an emergency manager as a huge resource um, coordination. And uh, in, in emergency management is always behind the scenes. We're, we're never up front with the responders and everything uh, that people like to see the red lights and the sirens. Uh, with, with that in mind, if somebody needs a specific widget, they go to emergency management and request that uh, particular resource. Uh, if we cannot re- you know, capture that resource, We'll seek it out till we do. Uh, we coordinate the activities of many different responders and uh, elected officials as well to make sure we're not duplicating um, work, you know, for for other folks. So it's uh, we do all the planning and uh, training and exercising of the county's emergency operations plan. And how long have you been with Leavenworth County? Oh, you had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I started in 1988. Holy moly. So I love my job. Apparently. I love, I love getting up in the morning, going to work. And uh, if I don't get home right at uh, the time it is to go home, uh, that's okay with me, too. And uh, I'm there to serve my community and, and uh, the folks, not, not only in Leavenworth County, but the state of Kansas and the Casey Metro as well. And for folks, obviously, most, the majority of people who are listening to this do not live in Leavenworth County, but emergency managers uh, are just about in every single county, correct, for the most part? That is correct. In yeah. the state of Kansas, there's an emergency manager. Now, there are some counties in the state of Kansas that have an emergency manager with two counties, and it's because of the population base, and, and the responsibility is still the same as if it's a full-time emergency manager or a part-time or a volunteer emergency or manager. Volunteer. Uh, when you get into the Missouri side, there's an emergency manager for every public entity. So every city, every 
oh, I, you know, fire district has an emergency manager, you know, assigned to, to do the same thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And so as an emergency manager, uh, a lot of folks probably are not necessarily aware of the role of man- emergency managers play until the you-know-what hits the fan, right? And then that all of a sudden correct. we start talking a lot about emergency managers. And when you um, look at your county, when you look at Leavenworth County in particular, and I know a lot of emergency management roles are based on training because sometimes you you can only train for an event until the event actually happens, right? That is correct. So when you look at your role within Leavenworth County, is there any one particular, it could be weather-related, it could be uh, something else related, train wreck, truck wreck, something crazy. Uh, is there any one particular thing that you would be most concerned about in your role? In other words, uh, oh my gosh, this derailment of a train of a hundred cars of chemical. I don't, I don't know, but is there anything that that worries you more than anything else? For me to answer that, that it's complicated. That I guess, it it right? is complicated, and and you know I got Fort Leavenworth right there at my back door, and we have a very excellent relationship with them. So you know a, a, a terrorism event always uh, something that is always in the back of my mind, and you know a lot of folks don't think of terrorism. Uh, but when you have the fort where you have generals from all over the world that come here and, and uh, command staff that come there, um, it makes it pretty susceptible, you know, for, for somebody to think about. You know, I've got the river that runs through the county. I have, you know, two rails that run through the county. Um, so, so my list can go on and on. But uh, let me share a real quick story with mm-hmm. you on how I got hooked on emergency yeah. management. Uh, my my actual um, career started out as a grocery store manager for a small mom and pop grocery so store. So obviously the connection to emergency for, management. Exactly, eighteen <laughs> and a half years I did that, and then uh, I walked out on the same sidewalk that I walked in. I was sold, and they didn't need me any longer. And I walked around for about six months with my head down, saying, mm. "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And uh, the assistant director's position came open for Leavenworth County Emergency Management. And I thought, you know, that might be something that uh, might be interesting. Hmm. So I talked to the wife, and she goes, uh, well, don't pay that much. And I said, yeah, I get that. But, you know, I says, we got young one here. I said, we got a house overhead and all that other good stuff that goes with that. I said, it's better than nothing. So she says, well, let's think about it for a while. And then my predecessor had contacted me again, and he goes, I really need to have that decision made today, you know, if you're going to take this job or not. And I said, you know, I said, uh, I think I'm going to take it, Burdell. And uh, he says, I'll be by in 30 minutes. It's flooding in Tonganoxy, and that's how I got started. <laughs> so you started manager. your first day on the job was a flood. Exactly. Yeah. So as assistant coordinator, I was there. I started in August, uh, and in October, he told me that he was going to leave. Um, October 31st, I was dressed in a clown costume for Halloween. Went up and interviewed with Which the board. Which is the credibility of county. you're looking for, right? Yeah. <laughs> Went up and interviewed with the board of county commissioners, and uh, no clowning around. They gave me the position. So nice. <laughs> Been there ever since it's September. And do you still find it rewarding? I do. I do. You know, I don't think anybody can 
you know, and I'm not bragging on myself, but everything that I've ever got into, I've always gone to the top. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm involved in a lot of uh, things that, that make uh, Kansas better, Kansas City Metro better, and Leavenworth better. And uh, that's rewarding to, to myself and, and to the people that I serve. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it kind of does, because I think it shows, uh, and I'm, I have the same, you know me well enough, that I feel the same way. It's kind of like you're giving back in a large sense. You're trying to help others with your thoughts or your ideas or whatever. And some of them may not be good and some of them may be the best sure. thing in the world. But you just hope that you just keep moving the stone kind of forward just a and, little bit. And, and I'm always a person of commitment. Uh, you know, I was uh, I've joined a the township fire department there in the base or in the community that I live in, Leavenworth County. And I've been with that for 42 years. Wow. So, uh, you know, that itself is rewarding to, to know that the commitment is there. And it's always hard to find volunteers yeah, that will, always is. will do that. So, so anyway. Leavenworth County, are there any, uh, does it, is, is there anything more unique about Leavenworth County than any other county, do you think, in terms of your challenges? as emergency management. You have the fort. That's something unique. I have the fort. We have, uh, of course, the, the VA complex, and then I have uh, the Sisters of Charity, which is there. So, I mean, I've got a lot of diversity mm -hmm. in, in my county, which makes it a challenge sometimes. Um, with, with that in mind, when it comes to even weather events, um, you know, a drought's going to hurt me because of the agricultural process. We, we have a huge agricultural uh, area that, you know, we have a lot of cows, we have right. a lot of acreage that uh, the farmers rely on. And uh, then I have two rivers, the Kansas River and the Missouri River. So and that's then I definitely unique. have a little creek that runs right down through yep. the center of the county, Stranger Creek, that uh, when it floods, it floods. Um, it floods bad. Mm -hmm. You know, in 2011, I didn't think I'd see another flood. Of course, 93 flood, mm -hmm. I was there. And then, uh, you know, the flood events continued to happen. But in 2011, uh, when the Missouri River flooded, it was up and uh, out for a very long time. And I didn't think I'd ever see that again. And here we are right back into the same thing Crazy. Uh, here this year. But not only did I have well, I, in 2011, I didn't have the Kansas River to deal with, but this year I have the Kansas River and the Missouri River, and uh, that makes it difficult for planning. Mm -hmm. And when I say difficult, just to, it's just continuous. It's just continuous monitoring the river, making sure that you have uh, all your plans in place, and and uh, the list goes on. So let's circle back around now, obviously, to the weather aspect of this and. Uh, what happened uh, in particular in Linwood County? Is the media or am I, are we missing anything um, when we focus all our attention mostly on Linwood? Are we missing anything to other effects in southern Leavenworth County from okay. that storm? And, and understand that the city of Linwood proper was not affected. I mean, right. they were affected. It was just three blocks outside mm -hmm. of the city of Linwood that was uh, hit. Um, when, when we look at, uh, at, at Southern Lemworth County, it's, it's mainly rural, but, uh, we still have a lot of density of, of homes in various places. So, uh, it's, it's not really a city, but it could be, you know, with, with the density of, of homes in, in various areas. We have very little, uh, business down there. We have the, 
the wholesale uh, plant uh, business, and I, I apologize, I cannot remember the name of it, that uh, it was destroyed, you know, with the tornado that went through. But I, I, uh, I never dreamed, I, I always said that if we had a tornado, I hope it goes to the rural area. Right. That isn't the rural area I was talking of. Right. It was the the bottom grounds of along the you know the river bottoms or whatever. Well, this came through the bottom grounds of the the river, and uh, it was it was pretty amazing to see how quick destruction can happen hmm. in just a short period of time. So, take me through your day. Um, My day. Your day on that particular day. Uh, so we know the lead up to the storm. It, you know, to the situation, it was pretty well advertised that particular morning. Um, as far as the weather aspect goes, we were just waiting to see whether or not where this warm front was going to set up and where the cap would break and then go from there. From an emergency management standpoint, you're obviously in the loop with a lot of these discussions that are happening internally with the weather forecasters at Pleasant Hill to a certain extent. Um, so how do you st- start your day with something like that? Well, we, we were geared up even a couple of days prior to, and uh, I know you recall that process, that this is going to be a very active day. You know, when Tuesday rolls around, you know, we don't let want to let our guard down. So, of course, that was right after Memorial Day. Right. And uh, we, we had the opportunity to go through um, – good planning within our department. Uh, we, we sent out weather ticklers, if you will, to say, hey, stay on your guard, just planning purposes only. Uh, we could have a you know, significant day on Tuesday. And uh, Monday, I came into the office Monday. That was Memorial Day, of course, and uh, put out another one saying this is really looking to be serious in somewhere in the Kansas City metropolitan area. We don't know. So please tune, tune into your uh, local media and, and uh, stay abreast of what's going on. Uh, that morning, when uh, Pleasant Hill put out the uh, the webcast that mm-hmm. they they had, um, as I looked at those slides and, and I have those slides in my after action review, that um, you know the enhance and then the the hatches. And when I say hatches, we're talking about the severe weather hatches that I've never seen that for a very long time. Man, they're being pretty serious mm-hmm. on this. So we, we took it to the next level, and I uh, said, so nobody goes home tonight. I'm an office of two, so nobody, myself, and yeah. my deputy. <laughs> and uh, I said, we need to make sure that we stay on top of this from from day you know from, from here on out. And we, we continued to monitor the weather, thinking that they thought it was going to kind of drop south, mm-hmm. if I recall. And uh, I was crossing my fingers. Not that I want to see damage right. done to anybody else's county, but uh, if it was going to hit somebody else, that would just make my day too. Right. And uh, well, that wasn't the case. And uh, when we, there around the five o'clock hour, I, I'm trying to remember, but uh, Osage County went under tornado warning. Well, we were under watch already there about five o'clock or there before. And uh, when Osage went under that warning, I said to my deputy, I said, you know, that's right in line for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, they anticipated. And I thought, well, we're going to be okay. And then, of course, then when it, it redeveloped there yeah. about Lone Star and Douglas County, which is to my south and uh, west a bit, and I said, we're definitely in line for this. Mm-hmm. And it kept growing. 
And that was the thing. That, it just kept, and it turned into, you know, something that, you know, we haven't seen around here in fifth, uh, 2003, <clears throat> so, you know, almost 50, more than 15 years. Yeah. And I have, in all my years that I've been in emergency management, I've only heard a tornado emergency being issued one other time, not in the KC metro area. It was for the Greensburg tornado. And I served uh, 21 days in Greensburg as an incident commander there. And so I knew what that that meant, that uh, we're in for the long haul here. And when... Andy Bailey came across and he said we're issuing a tornado emergency for Leavenworth County. You know, my my heart went from right. here up to the middle of my throat, and it was like this Real isn't deal. good. Yeah, and uh, then my I, I had my spotters deployed out. Uh, we gave them plenty ample time. I tried to get my spotters out 45 minutes before a storm has arrived, and uh, when we were there, uh, they, we start getting the reports that they could see it. And at that time, it was still in Lumworth. And when they told me it was a mile and a half wide, it was like, wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't even picture that. And we always take and look at the velocity couplets, you know, when we're just as training purposes somewhere else in the United States. And, and when I brought that up on my own radar, and it was like, this is, this right. is very this is predominant. Really yeah. On the air, we were, or I was talking about how this type of tornado is something that folks in Oklahoma would be more familiar with than us here. This is, you know, that was the ferocity of, you know, what we were seeing, at least from the data, and what, you know, the spotters were reporting. It's somewhere in that massive rain, because that made it a challenge in and of itself, that it was, that rain had wrapped around this whole circulation so much, that it was very, very difficult uh, to spot easily, I guess aside from the data standpoint. All right, so tornado's down. Tornado uh, is to the southwest of Leavenworth County. Is it up to the local municipalities to get the sirens going and, and everything, or is it up to it's emergency, up to emergency management? management? Okay. We, have, uh, we own all the sirens in the county. Oh, okay. And we do that for the fact that we want to make sure that when we push that button – on that computer, that uh, we know those sirens are going to go off. Okay. We want we want to make sure that the maintenance is done uh, consistent, and uh, we you know we want to have that responsibility. So uh, yep, we sounded the sirens at six fifteen that evening, and uh, we continue to sound those sirens. We usually have a ten minute break. I wasn't giving it when our tornado emergency. I just as soon as I saw that they quit, I just hit them again. So they run continuous for almost forty five minutes. And in Leavenworth County, you all did a recent update to the siren system. We did. Didn't you? Yeah. We did. Actually, two years ago, uh-huh. all of our sirens are the new 2001s, which is the new modern style. And uh, we got rid of uh, the old Thunderbolt, the old yellow horns that set up on the, the on poles. poles. Uh, we, we could not get parts for them anymore, so it was time to, to do that upgrade. So um, we, we felt fortunate that mm-hmm. our elected And did they all owned, perform? They did perform well. Uh-huh. So... Tornado's down, now it's doing destruction, and then it moves away. Uh, you're getting first indications of, oh boy, we've got ourselves, a, we've got ourselves an issue here because seeing pictures, you're hearing uh, from uh, 911, whatever, that this has done destruction in southern Leavenworth County. As a, what's then the next step for emergency management? 
next step was to start coordinating those resources. And you got to understand we're, we're we're not a large county; we're a smaller county. So everything when it's initiated, nine one one calls were coming in, you know, hundreds at a time. And uh, for a dispatchers to sit there and try to get resources to specific areas. There has to be a disconnect where it starts coming through the emergency operations center. When uh, we saw that the tornado had, had done damage, you know, my first indication is somebody paint me a picture. You know, the, the township fire chief down there says, paint me a picture, tell me what you got. And he says, it's total destruction for as far as I can see. And, uh, you know, that again brings us low, right. you know, even up higher. And uh, I, I I said, okay, this, this helps. So, you know, we activated the emergency operations center. We got people in place, and when I say people, with, with our various uh, different organizations. Uh, we got them in place, and uh, I actually didn't get down there till the next day. Um, but the response was over with. You know, tornado hit at 615, total res- when I say total response, uh, all the houses were searched. I should say house structures were searched. And uh, it was done by midnight, mm-hmm. and uh, we only had three minor injuries. It, it's three minor mind boggling. And what and was it? Four hundred homes damaged or destroyed? Do you no? It was. Uh, I got it down here. Okay. If you allow me to yeah. do this, there was one hundred and thirty-one homes that were were uh, hit. Okay, forty-five of them were oh, totally okay. destroyed. Uh, 159 outbuildings of 100, and when I say that, these are the barns and and, uh, things of this nature. 138 of them were destroyed. And I had the one industry that was a huge industry. It took up almost 10 acres down there. It was totally destroyed. Yeah, the the nursery. So, you know, when when you look at houses that were just leveled and uh, think, how did anybody Mm. make it out of there? And... Andy Bailey had the best thing for the IWT, and I'm sure that you saw that, the integrated warning team for the listeners. Uh, the integrated warning team, which is made up of, of all the media in the Kansas City metro area, all the emergency managers, and the National Weather Service, he said that was the first time that he ever was able to do a survey of damage, which was done immediately the next day. Every person that he talked to knew because of the media was providing excellent information that they had plenty of warning. They knew what to do. They knew what to listen to. And he said that was amazing. It really was. I read that same email. And regardless of if they were watching whatever station or whatever ways of communication they were getting this information, it worked. And it a lot of places, the vast majority of places in the country rarely get to say that. Um, but for whatever reason, that particular day, it worked. And it may never work this good again for whatever happens. I mean, it, three minor injuries for an EF4 tornado, rip it on through, it's, it's, it's almost shocking uh, for something like that. So uh, that in and, of, in and of itself is impressive. What now happens? So you've responded, you've done your searches. Um, the few people that needed help uh, medically have gotten their help medically. And then in the following days, what happens in terms of the further help emergency management provides? There's 
there's a process that uh, we, we have to look at. One is uh, trying to rebuild the infrastructure as fast as we can. In this case, we're talking electrical, gas, and uh, phone. There was no phone service. There was no gas service, and there could, no gas service for the fact that all the gas lines were ripped up because of the huge oak trees that are out there just uh, torn down. And, uh, of course, the power lines. I, I think... Uh, West Star, and, and for the sake of the story, it was hundreds of telephone poles or that power poles that were ripped out that had to be replaced. So um, the, the county uh, implemented our debris management plan, and uh, that, that's something that is falls into my, my category here. And once we get public works out there and give them their, their game sheet, if you will, they uh, they go to work and they open up all the roads and try to get the roads open so those public utilities can start coming in behind them. And then while they're opening roads, somebody else is going behind them and picking up that debris mm-hmm. and uh, moving it on. Uh, for the people, the residents, we knew they needed help. And uh, we, we start looking at faith-based organization volunteers. So we activated the 211 through United Way 211, uh, excellent organization. Uh, 211 actually uh, would take questions, uh, you know, what can we do to help? And, hey, can you help me? So it was a give and take. Mm-hmm. And we were able to match up uh, with with the resident, with volunteers to go help that resident you know, start that recovery process. So it was uh, it was a huge undertaking, and uh, we we still have you know, some folks that need some some assistance out there that we're getting to. Has the county ever gone through such an undertaking before? Would it be would something similar with the flooding? Is it different? So I'm trying to what I'm trying to figure out is the scale of this particular undertaking compared to previous. Yeah, things you have you fought through. Yeah, we we've had tornadoes right. in the county. We've had flooding in the county, but nothing to this magnitude. Um, we had the tornado that went through the city of Tonganoxie back in early 2000s, mm-hmm. 2000, 2001, 2002 could have been. And uh, I had another one that happened just to the southwest of, of where I live. They're off 166 in Kansas Avenue that went through, and that was the one that went through where the speedway is now. Oh, okay. Uh, for that tornado that went through Wyandotte County. Um, so we, we've had our, our hits with tornadoes, but nothing that was a mile wide, nothing that was an EF4. And uh, to, to see, you know, I'm used to seeing tornadoes that are, you know, fairly small, you know, maybe a couple hundred yards wide, and nothing that was going to be a mile and a half wide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they told me a mile and a half wide, I said, there's no way until right. you get down there and you see the scouring and you see the tree line, you know, for for a half mile in either direction, just ripped to the ground. When or after the tornado hit, and you said something I want to go back to, sure. uh, because it might help me. Uh, gosh forbid we have to deal with this uh, down the road, hopefully not for another 15, 20 years, whatever. Uh, so a lot of people were flooding 911. F- flooding may not be the right word this year. We're calling 911. Were they calling to just say, hey, a tornado hit? Or were they calling to say, hey, I need help? What do you think? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. It was, the the calls were, the calls were at such that 
anything and everything was coming down. We have cars in ditches. We have, you know, an SUV that's upside down in the middle of State Avenue, or I'm sorry, K32. We don't know if anybody's in it. Uh, we have power lines down. We have power lines down. We have power lines down. You know, hundreds of calls. You know, I'm, I'm trapped in the basement of my house. Can you tell us where you live? Well, they can tell us where they live, but there's no way of finding out what that address mm. is now because it's wiped like clean. That. So uh, the, the only way to get around to this is, you know, Fire departments have these big fancy pieces of apparatus. I'm just as guilty with ours. You know, we have some some nice looking rigs, but the only thing to be able to get around was your tennis shoes, because mm-hmm. you, you know, put put medical bag on your backpack, and if you were lucky, you had a UTV or an ATV that you could run around the community with. So the fl- the the flow of calls was just everything from, you know, we have a horse hurt, yeah, all the way to. So here's the reason why I wanted to ask you this question, because I was thinking about messaging. And as far as uh, something like this happening, I wonder if when the event is, is occurring, or I, maybe I should say after the event has occurred or something like I don't know. Maybe you could guide me. Would it be wise on my side of things to say, hey, the 911 folks are getting so overwhelmed by phone calls, we know a tornado has hit, we know a tornado has ripped through Southern Leavenworth County, we know that there's been damage, and we know that there are a ton of power lines down, blah, blah, blah. Can you refrain from calling 911 unless it's an injury slash life-threatening situation? Is that something that should perhaps, God forbid we deal with this again, is that perhaps a message that should get out on our side of things, on the media side of things? I think that would be a good idea, and that this might also be a top topic that we can also discuss in our integrated warning team to find out what the rest of the the metro folks and, and media think about that. Because uh, I understand. I mean, you guys go wall to wall with weather, and, and uh, people become focused on that if they have electricity. You know, if they don't have electricity and can't see that, we get that. And uh, those are the folks that are calling 911. And and that's what we need to be cautious about. Um, For the John Doe citizen that is driving through, yeah, we get it. You know, please refrain from calling. If you live in a devastated area, and maybe that's something that we can message before the event, you know, in an education process somehow or another. But uh, I, I take your comment and uh, and just the fact that we don't want people not calling nine one one if there's not, but uh, it's a weird. There's a fine line. There's there. a fine line there. Yeah. Um, but I I get what you're saying. Yeah. So that the nine one one resources or the operators and you know you can only handle so many calls being flooded in all at once. Uh, so that maybe we call the herd, I guess just a little bit, you know, okay, thank you for your tree down, we know that. Mm-hmm. You know, we need folks who are really needing 911 to call. I don't know, it's, it's just a messaging thought that I had, um, and, and that would probably be something that the, the folks, whether it be you or whomever, the city, whatever, would have to put on our chat platform say, hey, media, can you help us out with this? Mention, you know, only 
life-threatening injury 911 calls for for now or something sure. like, i don't know sure i don't know i don't know how it would work but you would have to and that's lead a, us that's down a that that's road. a good idea about yeah. uh, utilizing the national weather services chat line right because all the media is focused in we're on focused that. in on that yeah so we'll, we'll get that message out just like that i, I know i put out there uh, for the local broadcasters and uh, you, you probably saw this media please leave us be for just a short bit we're extremely busy because our phones lit up uh-huh. You know, everyone was, wants to talk to you. Oh yeah, I mean, I even had the big stations calling in, wanting wanting to chat with, chat with Chuck. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like we do not have time to do this right now. Believe me, I want to be able to communicate with you guys. So I put it on chat, and the phone stopped. So somebody out there, you know, saw that saying, saw "Hey, leave Lemarth County alone for right. a little bit here. Let but, them figure uh, it out for sure, a few minutes." Sure. Uh, all right. So tornado is hit. You've made your response. Several days go go down the pike and now it's time to kind of sit back and and look at what's happened and uh, all these months and years and exercises of training now you have had a real life event that could have been so much worse in the end Um, what do you take away from a day like that what do you learn from it Uh, what do you learn gosh forbid there's a next time in, and I mentioned earlier that we're in the process of doing an after-action review. I, I've met with the responders. I have met with the law enforcement. I've met with our county folks, county administrator, public works, EMS. And then I've met with uh, the counties that, that assisted us and to try to find out, you know, what, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? Right. And uh, there was a lot of things that came out of that. I mean, one of the things that was simple things that, you know, when I was telling you that, you know, Mr. Resident was trapped in his basement. We couldn't find his address. That uh, responders are now going to carry, like, in their go kits, just just a piece of plywood that they can put an address on and just put it out the end of their driveway, you know, for uh, something. Just simple things like that that you would have never thought about. Um, you know, the fire station in the city of Linwood uh, became a donation management center. I mean, it almost looked like a small... A convenience store almost, you know, with, I say small, large convenience mm-hmm. store with everything from rakes, ladders, tarps, diapers, you know, you name it, it was in there, which is good. I mean, because um, people like to be able to provide help. Sometimes it's better to have that monetary help go to Salvation Army, Red Cross, you know, faith-based organizations, whatever, as to oppose actual donation. Now, there were some things that were needed, but uh, when when information goes out, you know, say, hey, I'm just going to use this as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in Greensburg, I said, it'd be nice to have some gloves. Uh, two days later, we have a semi-tractor trailer load show up of gloves, and it's, no, it's yours, we don't want it. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, it's like, well, this is great, but, you know, there's... Uh, exactly. So that's that's what generally happens. Um, Heart to Heart International um, actually was able to take the donations that we had, of, and they took it back to their warehouse and they stacked it on shelving. That hey, if Lovemore County needs us, let us know. Mm-hmm. And if not, it's ready for the next right. disaster. So that that was a good. But if it kind of put the fire station out of. Uh, 
I mean, all their truck bays were being utilized wow. for donations, and we should have used, like, the community center. We thought it was under construction, but it wasn't at the time. So, um, you know, just, just little things that you – the best – the way to put this is the best laid-out plan that you would have, you know. You could exercise it a 100 times, but there's going to be those couple little things – that you're going to throw that plan in mm-hmm. the, out the door. It's like, uh, that didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. even if you think you have a plan C and a plan B, um, it, it's, uh, as, as one of our law enforcement leadership made the comment, he said that uh, life experiences are the best experiences. So, you know, things to, to learn from. And so I, I probably didn't tell you a whole lot, but uh, there, there's – still a lot of information that that we're compiling and uh, to develop that document that we can make ourselves better because you're going to there's there's no way that you can sit back and say oh we did a good job I think we did a good job and if I was to put a grade on it I'd give us an A you know Um, we, we were fast on the response we were you know, very quick on the recovery, and we continue to to assist people as assistance need. But what we got to understand on the backside of that is that I still have the Missouri River; it's flooding over here. I have a grain elevator that's got millions of bushels of grain that's sitting on the ground that's been destroyed. I still have residents that are displaced on the north end of Leavenworth County because the levees have busted and they can't get back to their homes. So we have that that we're dealing with even to this day Mm -hmm. that uh, is devastating to them just as much as it's devastating to those folks down south. Emergency manager never stops. Exactly. And and I think that one of the things that uh, I remember going down and talking with the incident commander there in the, the little town of Linwood, and I said, uh, just so you'll know, I said, I got the Missouri River that's flooding, and I said they expect at uh, Tuttle Creek they're going to start releasing massive amounts of water, and by Thursday, Kansas River, which is what Linwood butts up against, says it's going to be flooding here as well. <laughs> it's like it never ends. It's never ends. <laughs> All right, so we're finishing up our conversation with Chuck. He's the emergency manager with Leavenworth County, known him for years, and uh, kind of taking us through what happened on that uh, big day back on uh, May 28th with the tornado ripping through southern parts of Leavenworth County. And as we finish up, uh, it is amazing, and I've talked about this with a friend of mine, colleague of mine the other day, that, um, you know, Bonner Springs, so lucky. Yes. So lucky. Platte County, so lucky. Yes. That that thing cycled and especially Bonner Springs, because that was, that was a little hairy for a little while. Um, how much more difficult would it have been to deal with um, two separate areas of destruction? Or You're talking about county-wise? Well, yeah. You're, you're going to be, what I found out is that... Uh, when I ask for resources, I make three phone calls. I make a phone call to Wyandotte County Emergency Manager, Johnson County Emergency Manager, and Douglas County Emergency Manager. I had no idea that Douglas County was Douglas as County bad as they were. Fighting through but, it, too. And uh, it's like, this is what I need for resources. I need X, Y, Z. And if it went through, even if it just dropped south of the river a little bit and got in through DeSoto mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that area, as well as Wyandotte County, we would have been screaming for resources, right. you know, especially on the Kansas side. Um, we could obtain them on the Missouri side, but 
things start getting a little more difficult as far as uh, when you're looking at mutual aid and agreements mm-hmm. and things of this nature. But we would have got through it, mm-hmm. but uh, this, I, I, I am very thankful all right. for all the communities that came out and helped Leavenworth County. And did you ever get a tally? Do you, do you have any idea how much help you actually did get that day or the following couple of days? We, we coordinated in that first week 118 different wow. agencies. Wow. Just from my office. Holy so, moly. A lot of folks, a lot of coordination. We had, we had uh, about 1,200 volunteers on Saturday and 1,200 again on Sunday. Volunteers coming out to help after the storm. Uh, we were doing debris removal, um, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We decided to stop, let the people recover themselves, and then we'll pick back up on debris management again and picking up. And, and we're glad we did because that gave everybody a chance to mm-hmm. take a deep sigh and kind of figure out what they got. But we'd match those volunteers up and, and have them come in. So, um, with not counting the volunteers, we had 118 organizations that we were dealing with. Cool to hear. And you need all of them. I mean, yes, every one of them. You need all of them, if not more. Uh, Chuck, thank you. It's been you an bet, interesting Joe. conversation. Um, learned a couple of things. And uh, so when Chuck talks about the IWT, that's that integrated warning team that we've talked about occasionally on the podcast before. It's a media emergency managers weather service, other agencies all come together and try to get the best ways or best practices of communication out there. And we have meetings twice a year and we try to figure it out. Uh, And we've got, we're working on another meeting maybe in the fall. And I'm sure this particular event will be a uh, highlight of our conversations. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Chuck, again for dropping on by into Joe's weather world. And we wish uh, all of you uh, a wonderful next few days and uh, hopefully we'll keep these nasty tornadoes away from this part of the country thank you so much for listening be sure to subscribe to this podcast or give other ones that are part of the tribune audio network a listen give fox 4 podcast facebook page a like and we will let you know anytime a new episode is posted thanks again